This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Coming up, sleeping and your well-being. That in just a moment. Inflation across Canada sagged to an unexpectedly low 1.1% in August, mainly due to lower fuel prices, but the cost of living in B.C. bucked that trend. Stats Canada says year-over-year price drops for gas, fuel oil, natural gas, offset hikes in many other categories of the consumer price index, pushing down inflation by two-tenths of a point in compared to July. But the rate remained almost static in B.C., nudging down one basis point to sit at an even 2% in August, while Victoria's rate didn't budge from its 2% setting in July, and Vancouver's rate slipped from 2.6% in July to 2.4% last month. Among the provinces, B.C. had the third highest inflation rate in August, behind Newfoundland and New Brunswick. Property purchase data released this week by the B.C. Finance Ministry indicates a stampede of prospective foreign buyers to avoid paying a 15% tax in the days before the August 2nd deadline. But the numbers also reveal the sudden rush slowed to a trickle after the deadline. A ministry statement says that on July 29th, the last business day before property transactions could be registered before the new tax took effect, 55% of all residential property deals in Metro Vancouver involve foreign nationals. The statement says more than $850 million in property transactions involving foreign nationals were registered at the Lands Title Office on July 29th. Other government statistics show declines in real estate transactions involving foreign nationals since the introduction of the tax. The figures indicate 1,974 property deals in Metro Vancouver involve foreign buyers from June 10th to August 1st, but that number dips to just 60 property transactions involving foreign buyers from August 2nd to 31st. Two Ontario real estate associations are urging the provincial and municipal governments there not to follow BC's footsteps in imposing that tax. The Toronto Real Estate Board and the Ontario Real Estate Association argue that instituting such a tax would do little to address affordability issues in the area. They also say what they describe as a, quote, knee-jerk reaction could have negative implications for the economy. They argue it could cause house prices to soar in regions surrounding Toronto, which would end up pushing prices in Toronto even higher. And the B.C. government is taking steps to make payday loans more affordable for people who rely on them. It says that the maximum allowable charge for short-term loans in B.C. will drop from 23 to $17 for every $100 borrowed starting in January. The government says regulators will also have consultations with credit counselors, loan providers and others as it seeks improved protection for consumers. The 30-day consultation will examine issues including development of innovative, lower-cost loans that could shift consumers away from more expensive options. Yahoo says the personal information of 500 million accounts was stolen in a massive security breakdown. The breach disclosed Thursday. The latest setback for the beleaguered Internet company dates back to late 2014. The stolen data includes users' names, email addresses, telephone numbers, dates of birth, hashed passwords, and security questions for verifying an account holder's identity. Yahoo is blaming the hack on a state-sponsored actor. 
Yahoo is recommending that users change their passwords if they haven't done so since 2014. Really? Have you waited that long? And a group of cat lovers raised enough money to replace the standard advertising posters in a London underground station with pictures of cats. The Citizens Advertising Takeover Service, otherwise known as CATS, started a crowdfunding campaign to raise the money to replace the standard ads with health foods and smartphone apps. And a couple of artists in Europe, Katja Kublitz and Ronnie Yarosal, have created an anger release machine. I hope Drex is listening. It's a vending machine stocked with breakable items like glass plates, porcelain statues, and the like. When you put some coins in, the machine dispenses an item, sending it crashing against the bottom of the machine, and then apparently you feel better. We'll have the Steel Report coming up later in the hour. Right now, I want to introduce Bob Liu of Can Sleep Services and Dr. Stanley Ma, who is an ENT, ear, nose, throat specialist in Coquitlam, a graduate of UBC. Welcome, gentlemen. Let's start with you, Bob. How are you? Good morning, Ian. I'm very good. Thank you. Nice to have you here. And Dr. Ma is here as well. Uh, nice to have you here. Thank you, Ian. Thank you for having us. So gasping, snoring, pauses in breath, uh, restless, unrefreshed sleep, daytime sleepiness, poor concentration, and an abundant of motor vehicle accidents. Does that not describe just about everybody today in, in our hectic urban lifestyle? I think that's very true. I see this a lot in my office increasingly nowadays. Um, there's a concern that many of these patients may be uh, suffering from a condition called obstructive sleep apnea. And what is that? Sounds Latin to me. <laughs> Obstructive sleep apnea is a condition where there's repeated episodes of breath holding during sleep. These patients are often told by their bed partners that they make loud snoring sounds and there can be actually witnessed breath holding by the bed partner. Is that a is that unnormal? Is that Something that we don't all do, don't we? I mean, I find myself from time to time during the day, if I, if I hear something shocking or if I see something alarming, I'll, I'll hold my breath. Oh. Well, it, 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 it is true. In normal people, up to about five times per hour, the breath can be held. But in those people with obstructive sleep apnea, they may be holding their breath 20 or 40 times per hour or more. And what's the result of that? Is, is holding your breath a bad thing? I mean, I know it sounds like a silly thing, but... What What is the result of holding your breath for five times in an hour? Oh, definitely. Um, when the breath is held, then the oxygen in the body tends to fall. The body is great strain and has to wake itself up in order to start breathing again. So with this repeated um, awakening at night, people find themselves with morning headaches and great fatigue and sleepiness over the course of the day. And in general, poor memory, poor concentration, and can make people feel really quite lousy. I've been told that if you've had a good night's sleep, it's not unusual to wake up feeling groggy because you've gone through the whole cycle of, of sleeping. You wake up a little bit groggy. That's quite normal. And then you move on to your day after you sort of uh, acclimatize yourself to getting up and maybe having your coffee or doing whatever you do first thing in the morning. Is, is that a, a fairly normal characterization of what happens to people who are just going about their daily business? Um, I think it's a matter of extent. Uh, you know, Many people will have their morning coffee to get them going, but if you're finding that you're needing coffee mid-morning and in the afternoon and on a, a drive home from a busy day, if you're finding yourself 
nodding off, not alert, then that's often a sign that there can be something more significant going on in terms of the quality of the sleep that you're having at night. What, br- what brings people into your office? How do they get there? Uh, most of the times, it's uh, a complaint from the bed partner about loud snoring and interrupted breathing. Uh, some people do find that they're more and more tired over the course of the day. Um, they can have close uh, accidents, close to accidents on the road, or uh, just finding their work performance starting to suffer somewhat. Those are probably the main things. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. So for for at CanSleep, many of our uh, you know clients who come to see us are referred to us from physicians and also from specialists such as uh, Stanley um, and Dr. Ma, and uh, also you know we do promote uh, CanSleep in throughout the communities for people to access us directly so that the you know they can uh, essentially bypass speaking with their doctor bec- at initially because we make it easier for them to talk to us. Do you find that there's a certain level of embarrassment or is there some reluctance upon people? They've been perhaps they've been told by their their partner that they sleep with that, you know, you're making this racket at night. You're scaring me because you seem like you're not even breathing. Does that person that has that condition feel some kind of reluctance to, to move towards coming into can sleep or coming to see you, Dr. Ma? Uh, certainly it can be, and this is where I try to uh, my best to take my time to make people feel at ease, to go over the, the symptoms and what really is uh, bothersome for them. I think many people do have some reservations about things going on, and if you can chat for a few minutes, then I find people do relax, and they're more forthcoming with the things that, that are concerning for them. Do they often come with their partner? Um, probably about 50% of the time uh, or so. Um, often, of course, with the bed partner, it is very, very helpful and that stories can be corroborated. And really, it, it's a partnership type of a thing. Any uh, relationship between two people, um, you need both people to be feeling good in order to have a, a good relationship. Sure. Yeah. You can't help but thinking, you know, if, if you've got a nagging partner, whether it be male or female or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that it's, you know, that syndrome where. You keep hearing the same thing over and over again, and you and and tell it somebody else who tells you. That's when you act upon it. So mm-hmm. you know, if, if for example, if you if you have a wife and and she keeps saying to you, you know, you should do this, you should cut the grass, you should you know trim the the hedges and that sort of thing, and it becomes a bit of a nag. So you don't want to do it so much. You become even more reluctant. So I'm wondering in that, if if that scenario is, plays out when day after day you hear, you know, you've been keeping me up at night, I can't sleep. And most people, from what I understand, that suffer from sleep apnea don't even realize it. Oh, you're very right. Many people will go to sleep, they look at the clock, they wake up and it's eight hours later and they say, well, I've been in bed for eight hours, but I'm still so tired. And it's the unrefreshing sleep that should indicate maybe it's the quality of the sleep that's not refreshing to you and that needs to be looked at i want to open just before you go ahead there uh bob let me just interrupt because i want to invite people to call and if they have a question about sleep apnea or sleep issues in general uh this is the time to call because we want to we want to come to an understanding here 604-280-9898 or star 9898 if you're on your mobile we can uh, take your calls throughout the hour yeah i just wanted to add uh, with regards to bringing you know, your spouse or sleep partner to to the appointment that obviously the most um, immediate sign of sleep apnea is when you observe somebody who is choking, uh, gasping, you know, beside you. So 
Um, and oftentimes, as, as Dr. Ma mentioned, the individual doesn't recognize that. So having somebody being there and saying, you do go through this in the evening and, I, and I'm worried for you, um, you know, that having that person be in the appointment is very powerful, I think, for that person. Bob Liu is the president of Can Sleep. He's here today with Dr. Stanley Ma, an ENT in Coquitlam, practicing for over 20 years. We'll take a break and we'll take your call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. We're talking about sleep, sleep apnea, and uh, associated problems at nighttime. In studio, Bob Liu, the president of Can Sleep. He's a university grad, trained as a chartered professional accountant. He also has a commerce degree and holds an MBA from Royal Roads University in Victoria. And he's been in the medical devices business for over 19 years and, as I mentioned, is the president of Can Sleep. And Dr. Stanley Ma, also a UBC grad, practicing as an ear, nose, throat specialist in Coquitlam, for some 20 years, and if you live in Coquitlam, there's a good chance you've heard of Dr. Stanley Ma. Uh, Bob, if I can uh, go back to you for a moment, and mm-hmm. I want to take some calls, uh, and we will do that in just a moment, but let's talk a little bit about Can Sleep, uh, how it started, uh, what got you in, interested in this business, and and how widespread is it? Because I know you have a number of locations. Yes. Uh, I've been involved with uh, the Can Sleep group for about uh, two years. Uh, prior to that, as as um, noted here, I've been involved in the medical devices industry for 19 years, primarily in the hearing aid industry. Um, as part of that, I work with a lot of uh, ear, nose, throat uh, doctors, such as Dr. Ma, um, you know, and just through the association, um, you know, brought me the attention of of other uh, sleep uh, health-related issues, such as sleep apnea. So I got involved and uh, acquired the company from. Um, uh, a registered nurse, uh, uh, Cheryl Smythe, and uh, since, since been operating, owning and operating that uh, since 2014. Excellent. Where are your locations? We have locations uh, in Coquitlam, uh, New West, and uh, you know, Chilliwack, North Vancouver, Delta, and Surrey. And we have a couple more locations that are under construction right now. will be opening in the next couple of months. Good morning, Lloyd. Go right ahead. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I've had sleep apnea for over 50 years. At the time, I never knew what it was. When I found out what it was, I went to the Richmond Hospital, and they put me on, uh, wired my head, and they said I fell asleep and woke up in the nighttime over 100 times, and they said it was the worst case that they'd ever had. I looked around, and I found a health food store in, in Seattle, and they sold something called Snore No More. So I ordered it. They said they guaranteed I'd stop snoring, but they didn't know about my sleep apnea. So I ended up by getting it. It stopped my snoring within a couple of weeks. And uh, I think it's a, a good point that he brings up. There's lots of pseudo-cures or claims of cures that we see advertised. I've just put Lloyd on hold for a moment because I want to pick up on that. Uh, Whether you go to Seattle, whether you go on the Internet, wherever you go, do these so-called snoring cures, to your knowledge, Dr. Ma, do they work? Um, I think the most important thing to remember is that not everybody with 
sleep apnea will make a lot of snoring noises. And snoring certainly is an indicator there may be sleep apnea, but there are many silent uh, sleep apnea patients um, out there um, as well. Uh, the only scientifically shown uh, best treatment for sleep apnea is the nasal CPAP uh, device. There are other treatments that are effective, but less than uh, the CPAP device is. The concern with a device that might uh, decrease or eliminate snoring is that people feel if they're not making noise, it might be they're not having apnea anymore. Mm -hmm. And that, that would be the main concern to be... Uh, worried about. In that case, I would always work with one's physician to uh, retest for sleep apnea, which really can only be diagnosed definitively with, with testing. Well, what would you say to somebody who says, Dr. Ma, you know, I've, I've come across this thing on the internet. And they, they say, I'll stop snoring. It'll cure everything. It's a magic bullet or a magic pill. Because most doctors today will tell you, they'll just say straight up, don't do it because there's no scientific backing. Would you concur with that? Oh, mo most definitely. The The thing with uh, nasal CPAP is that it, it, it it's a device which uh, can be intimidating and really takes time to have someone fit it to the person, to the patient, and to help them uh, understand how it's best to, to be used. It's not like taking a pill or you know taking a Tylenol which anyone can just swallow it's a device which actually needs to be carefully fitted and monitored and people need to be making sure that it's working correctly I want to talk to Ron in a moment but Bob Lou I want to go back to you what is CPAP what are we talking about we we talk about a CPAP machine we talk about uh, a nasal application is this a is some sort of an injection or what is it <laughs> Uh, CPAP device uh, CPAP firstly is uh, stands for continuous positive airway pressure a device that um, basically provides gentle air that's calibrated that you know sometimes could be uh, warm with a humidifier to keep open the the upper airway so that the person can continue to breathe while they're sleeping so essentially is that what happens when you're in a sleep apnea episode is that somehow your throat is, is it your throat that closes your tongue gets in the way what is it dr ma that happens that's that's entirely correct. I often uh, tell people, I help them visualize, the throat is, is just a tube. It starts at the back of the nose and extends down the neck to about the level of the Adam's apple. And in people with uh, sleep apnea, this tube is either too small or the tube gets compressed as they're sleeping. So the whole idea of uh, nasal CPAP is to provide a bit of air pressure that keeps this tube uh, keeps the tube open. There's no medication involved? None whatsoever. There's no, no chemicals, no nothing. So this would be, it, it sounds like a fairly healthy alternative to not being breathing at night. Oh, very, very much so. Ron, what do you want to say? Well, um, I'm an alcoholic, okay? And uh, I was diagnosed when I was 14 with a soft palate. Um, back then, I was also uh, super athletic. Uh, I even ran marathons and was involved in Taekwondo. But uh, nowadays, uh, I'm getting kind of old, and uh, I don't work 14-hour days anymore. And I find myself waking up like three, four, five, six times a night. And my heart's going beep, 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 beep. Um, is this a problem uh, congenit with uh, my soft palate? 
Okay, well, we can't diagnose that directly, obviously, over the radio. But in general terms, Dr. Ma, uh, would Lloyd be a, a candidate who should come to can sleep or see his doctor? Or what would his course of action be based on, on, on a general principle here? Um, with the um, history of waking frequently at night, that suggests that the sleep is being disturbed by something or another. And I think it's very important to have this uh, assessed. Uh, the two uh, recommendations that you gave, I think, are both excellent. Either uh, seeing one's family doctor, of course, many people are having a different issue, trouble finding family doctors, and uh, uh, companies such as CanSleep do offer initial assessment for possible sleep apnea, and they work with, would work closely with their family doctors to come to a diagnosis. We have to take a break. Uh, we've got uh, Lloyd is still on the line and, and Ron, and we'll take their calls. So we're talking about sleep apnea. We're talking about what you can do about it, where you can go to be diagnosed. There is help, and uh, it's apparently fairly non-invasive. We'll learn more, and your call welcome is 604 280-9898 or star 9898. Bob Liu is the president of Can Sleep, and Dr. Stanley Ma is an ear, nose, throat specialist in Coquitlam. We'll be back on Vancouver Consumer in just a moment on News Talk 980 CKNW. Joining me in studio is Bob Liu. He is the president of Can Sleep. Sitting next to him is Dr. Stanley Ma, an ear, nose, throat specialist in Coquitlam, in practice for some 20 years. Primarily, we're talking about sleep apnea and what you can do about it. We're trying to figure out what it is, who has it, who might be a candidate for it, and some of the things that you can do. And so far, we have found out that a CPAP machine is completely drug-free and has been known to be very, very successful if you have sleep apnea and use such a machine. So we'll get into all of that. We also invite your calls at 604-280-9898. Any questions or comments about sleep apnea, sleep in general, ear, nose, throat, obviously. We have a specialist in studio, 604-280-9898 or star 9898. Now, I want to ask, uh, and either one of you can can address this, is there a a model candidate for sleep apnea or is it anybody could, could come across this? Well, really, um, sleep apnea is a common and increasingly uh, recognized uh, condition in our uh, community. There was a um, Canada Community Health Survey done by StatsCan 2009. 3% of adults had been diagnosed by their physician as having obstructive sleep apnea, and the majority of those being men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And other surveys... Is the there a reason why more men than, than women... It probably has to do with the distribution of weight in the body. Okay. Um, majority of men tend to gain weight above the belly button, and for many women, they, they tend to gain weight below the belly button. Interesting. Yeah. And the strongest correlate of sleep apnea is probably the neck size. The larger the neck. You're looking um, at my neck. Yeah, I'm looking at your <laughs> neck right now. The, uh, the higher the chance of sleep apnea. So I should get checked then is what you're saying. I can tell that look in your eye. Yeah, you're I'm, thinking I'm, there's a guy with a big neck. I'm in the office Monday morning. I've been so. told many times I have a fat head. Yeah. So so one of the treatments I often tell, tell my patients is, well, uh, with a thick neck, you know, you can reach into your closet with a shirt that's at least uh, 10 years old. And all these guys all have shirts that are at least 10 years old. Yeah. And you got to lose weight until you can get that top button done up. And okay. then probably your sleep apnea would be better. So what is the correlation? What is the direct correlation between weight and sleep apnea? 
Um, it's probably a, a number of things, but it's mostly the amount of um, thickness of the tongue, the throat membranes, as well as the, the Does your palate. tongue get bigger as you gain weight? It does. There have been some studies with uh, x-rays and MRI of the tongue. Interesting. And as one gains weight, there's deposits of fat within the tongue muscle itself. If the tongue is larger, there's less room in the throat to breathe. So yeah. as we age, mm-hmm. all of us tend to gain weight or our weight is distributed differently than perhaps when we were in our teenage years or in our early 20s at, in, at the, our athletic prime, if you will. So does that mean that as you get older, you are a candidate uh, for sleep apnea? Well, that's very, very true. Um, Unfortunately, the risk of having sleep apnea almost directly is higher the older a a person is. And one of the main risk factors uh, is just being past the age of 50. Wow. Lloyd, thanks for waiting on the line. Go ahead to Dr. Ma or to Bob Liu. As I was mentioning about snore no more, it's a homeopathy medicine and uh, they also recommend that you cut out all dairy products and sleep on your left side because uh, the cause of sleep apnea is mucus in the throat. Thank you so much. Uh, Comments, Dr. Ma? Um, I think out of the things you've mentioned, probably the sleeping on the left side is probably the most uh, effective. Um, When one sleeps on the side, and this is called positional therapy, the tongue tends to fall forward a little bit and many patients would have less troubles with sleep apnea. Why is it different on the left than the right? Well, I was going to say sleeping on either side. Okay. Probably, yeah. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Glad you cleared that up because I sleep on my right side. Mm-hmm. Hi, Maureen. Yeah, hi. Um, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea nearly three years ago now, I guess, and it's made a huge difference. And uh, now I'm sleeping a lot more and uh, not getting up and choking and this sort of thing. Uh, but the also good thing to let people know, though, if you have extended care, some of the insurances will actually pay for the machine because the machine itself is about $2,000 to buy, but my insurance company covered it fully. How long have you been on the CPAP? Two and a half, nearly three years now. And what, did, what happened? Uh, did you notice an immediate uh, improvement or did it take uh, some time? It, it took a while because you wear a mask over your nose. Um, you know, because the air needs to go in. Sure. So once you get used to that, then it's fine uh, because you've got the, the tube and everything. So it, it does take a little bit of getting used to But once you've done it, uh, sometimes I can sleep eight, nine hours. Just amazing. You sound like you have a lot of energy. Mm. Well, I do now. Want to go for a run? <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling, Maureen. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Bob, uh, yeah. Maureen, but th- thank you for, for raising the the issue with respect to to the financing of of a CPAP device because it isn't uh, something that is that is covered by medical services plan of course uh, but for most people if they do have extended health benefits um, they their program usually covers you know a large uh, majority I of understand the cost it's of covered in Alberta uh, I believe in Manitoba and Ontario now I may not have that correct but there are some provinces that do cover CPAP because they they see it as a as a good therapy for people with sleep apnea. Is there any movement to have that happen here under MSP? Not, not that I'm aware of, but um, in my past experience that you are correct that certain provinces do have programs where they do cover some medical devices. Um, but in British Columbia, we, don't, we do not have that at present. We need to get on that then. Yeah, you're both no. shaking your head. <laughs> uh, Tim, good morning. 
Uh, yes, I have a CPAC machine, but it weighs about 20 or 40 pounds. You walk around with it. and Why would you be walking around with it? Well, because, I mean, you have to have the mask on. And you're, not, it, you're supposed to sleep with it, not walk around with it. I know that. It's not a dancing partner, Tim. <laughs> no, um, but um, is there updates on the machine? Good or qu- what? That's a great question. question. Excellent yeah, question. Yeah, Tim, I was just going to ask how, how long since, um, since you've had uh, your CPAP device evaluated. Oh, um, well, I've had it for, what, 10 years? Oh, well. Yeah, so there's been it some... It about 20 pounds or 30 pounds. Yes, there's been some <laughs> significant development in... In the uh, you know in the design and manufacturing of CPAP devices. So where do you uh, live, Tim? Um, uh, uh, White Rock. White Rock. So where's the closest can sleep? Well, probably be in the Surrey or Delta area for us. Okay, yeah. and uh, where's the location? Just so we can well, send Tim the over there. Is, uh, Tim, if you can go on to our website www.cansleep.ca, I think you'll find all the information you need in order to contact us, and we'd be happy to provide a complimentary evaluation of your of your device. Now, when you uh, have a CPAP machine, uh, do they require servicing like uh, any other sort of machines that we come to know in our lives? Well, I, I think, you know, because they're electronic devices and they do have a motor and, and so forth in them, they could have uh, problems. But we do offer our manufacturers, through our manufacturers, offer a complete warranty on the product. So, um, those kinds of uh, issues can be addressed. Are they noisy? Uh, what, I'm trying to imagine if it has a fan in it, how noisy it would be, and, and would that be better than the snoring for the partner? Um, well, we have heard uh, you know, from, I guess, users of CPAP devices that it's, particularly if they have older models that, that tend to be noisy. But I think you know, with today's technology, things tend to be a little Pretty bit quiet. quieter. And that little bit of white noise might even help you sleep a bit. Exactly. Hi, Robert. Yes, I'm uh, calling from Victoria. And uh, I was diagnosed with uh, sleep apnea. And uh, I am trying a product called Provent, which is a Band-Aid sort of arrangement that sits over your nose at night and uh, stops the expulsion of air from your nose or slows it down so that your uh, airways is kept open. Uh, What do you think of that system? Dr. Ma, again, uh, we can't comment specifically on your case, but in general terms, are there other devices that may be useful for uh, sleep apnea and and stopping that symptom? Um, yes and no. I think it with a little bit more um, specification, sleep apnea, like many conditions, can be mild or it can be severe. I think mostly the ones we've been talking about so far in our program, it's mostly those people with a severe sleep apnea with significant impacts on their quality of life as well as uh, significant long-term health risks as well. It's true that there are many people in the population that can have a very mild form of sleep apnea. And for these people, if they're able to breathe a bit better through the nose, that can be very helpful. Yeah. But these devices really have no role in those people with a, a more severe, significant... Talk a little bit about oximetry testing. And because uh, I'm not a doctor, but I think it would be fair to say somebody like him would do well by having an overnight oximetry. Oh, oh, definitely. Sleep apnea needs to be uh, diagnosed uh, with uh, sleep testing at night. Uh, there's two levels of sleep testing. There's the testing where one is uh, in hospital for the night, and there's testing that can be done comfortably in the patient's home. 
In the home, uh, the simplest test is called oximetry. And you just wear a little monitor on the finger, and the monitor measures your oxygen level in the blood through the night and can be uh, uh, read and the results found very quickly, often within a, within a week or so. So that's the test we would usually start with in someone with potentially sleep apnea. Hi there, James. Yes. What do you want to say? Oh, I wanted to say that uh, I'm a truck-driving farmer, and since nine years old I've been stuffed up. Six years ago, I got that CPAC machine. I'm in my 60s. I couldn't stand them hoses. I went to Dr. Mao four years ago. He reamed my nose out. No more headaches. <laughs> to me, he's the best surgeon in the nearest five galaxies. <laughs> he reamed your nose out. Yeah. I don't know what he did, but he carved a little bit out, and I can breathe, and no more headaches. Well, I'm happy. Are you using a CPAP? No, I couldn't stand that machine with the hoses. Okay. Well, that's... Uh... That's fair enough. Uh, I, I don't imagine you can speak specifically about James' case, but do you generally ream people's noses out? Yeah. Well, well, again, there's there's often um, nose uh, nose concerns come in two aspects. Uh, first of all, some many patients with uh, a mild sleep apnea, it can be related to a, a very blocked up, stuffed up nose. Kind of a sinusitis. Sin, sinus troubles, exactly. So if you're able to um, get the nose breathing better, often a mild sleep apnea can be cured. Right. Yeah. I think it's important what you're saying is that a patient needs to see a physician or specialist such as yourself in order to understand their level of sleep apnea. Mm. And therefore, when they come to see Bob at, at CanSleep, that treatment will be according to your need as opposed to just putting on a machine that might uh, might have too much air, might not have enough air, whatever the case may be. Alan, are you you're a CPAP user? I am, yeah, and I've been using one for since 2008. Um, and what got me onto it was my, my kids always told me I snored, but I denied it because I never heard it. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, But I watched my mother um, die, I believe, of uh, complications from undiagnosed sleep apnea for many years. And um, after seeing her in the hospital, I, I got religion on it. And so I went and got one, and I've had it. And it's, uh, I, don't, I don't go anywhere without it. I have two machines, one I travel with and one I keep at home. I just came off my boat for two days. I wore it. I use it on the boat at night. I, I don't use it on an airplane, but I, I use it when I fly. And uh, you just have to persevere with it. And once you're used to it, I wouldn't go anywhere without it. How did you find the adoption of the CPAP machine? Was it, was it difficult to get used to? And, and were the results far outweighing any, any discomfort you might have experienced? Oh, absolutely. I would say I started off probably probably being compliant for about an hour, an hour and a half a night, and over a period of about three or four weeks, I've been using it 100% of the time, and it totally changed my life completely. Glad to hear it. Thanks so much for your call, Alan, and, uh, and stay with the program. We've got to take a break here, but we'll take more calls at 604-280-9898, star 9898 if you're mobile like Alan. Uh, we're talking about sleep apnea, and we're talking about a device called CPAP, which is very helpful and uh, shows... Uh, a lot of great results for people that use it and uh, feel refreshed in the morning and feel better throughout the day, not as tired, fewer car accidents, less chance for diseases down the road like diabetes. Yes, that is something that can result from sleep apnea, high blood pressure, stroke, heart attack, not anything that you want. Bob Liu is the president of Can Sleep. Dr. Stanley Ma is an ear, nose, throat specialist. My name is Ian Power. This is Vancouver Consumer, and we're back in a moment on News Talk 980 CKNW.
Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. My name is Ian Power. I'm in studio with Bob Liu, who is the president of Can Sleep, and Dr. Stanley Ma, who is an ear, nose, throat specialist in uh, practicing in Coquitlam for the past 20 years. Can Sleep is in North Vancouver, New Westminster, Coquitlam, Surrey, Delta, Chilliwack, uh, with offices opening soon in Vancouver and Burnaby. Their number is 1-844-SLEEP-40. 1-844-SLEEP-40, an easy number to remember. And I also want to add, just uh, for your information, there's a 15% discount on all masks and accessories for CPAP users until November 1st at any of the Can Sleep locations. Back to the phones with Robin. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I have a question for your guests with regard to irritated airway. Uh, so I used a CPAP machine for approximately one year, and prior to that year had absolutely no problems with colds and flus other than, you know, you get something every couple of years. Since being on the machine, within three months, I probably had five colds in the last year, and the ear, nose, throat doctor suggested I also had uh, sinus problems. And so my question was, I'm off the machine now. I don't uh, have a way to resolve the apnea problem. So the question is to comment on irritated airway. Thank you for your call. Dr. Ma. Um, of course, it's uh, difficult to know uh, in your case. Um, as we mentioned previously, uh, obstructive sleep apnea is common amongst our general population. But also having lots of colds and sinus troubles is very common as, as well. It's something I see very, very often. It's I've not come across that in my experience uh, with CPAP users having more uh, colds and uh, infections and such. Um, there may be some um, issues with the machine itself that I would highly encourage you to talk with your uh, CPAP provider in terms of um, cleaning and proper uh, maintenance. And That's something that you machine. That can sleep, Bob, that, that you look Abs- after? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially there may be, for example, uh, you know, the mass, we always recommend sort of uh, regular replacement of the mask because they're not designed to be used for forever. You need a seal, if I'm correct in that. Well, the seal can break as well, but it's just, you know, even just for the filtering. Okay. um, You know, bacteria can accumulate in there. And um, so, you know, it's, uh, we recommend that you obviously have regular replacement of that. So one of the things at CanSleep that uh, that I have noticed in, in researching this program was that you offer people proper instruction on how to use their mask, how to use their machine, and based on the the doctor's diagnosis, you can uh, offer the best uh, use of the machine and the mask in order to get the best results. Yeah, at Counseling, we we obviously have exceptionally trained and, and very caring uh, professionals there that um, you know will meet with you. We take a lot of time to go through step by step in in going through the results, your test results with you, uh, with you and also sending it to your doctor so we can work collaboratively with them. Um, but, you know, when you are in our offices, we do take the time to go through, again, the, the you know, how to operate the, the device and all the maintenance of it and, you know, what is, um, what is the best practice in terms of keeping that machine working at sure. uh, greatest efficiency. Now, when we had a caller a, a while back, James, who was speaking, and I, I saw your eyes light up a little bit. Was there was there something that you wanted to address with James? Oh, just uh, with respect to, you know, you obviously raised the concept in terms of the tolerance to, to CPAP, and not everybody uh, can tolerate the use of CPAP devices. 
Um, so we work collaboratively with you know sleep expert dentists for uh, to see whether an oral appliance may be suitable for them, especially if they're in the mild to to moderate area. Okay. And of course, we work closely with with surgeons such as Dr. Ma and and others uh, because surgery may be an option for them. So we we look at these other treatment options for for our clients when they come in to see us. Great. Okay, that's good to know. Doug. Yes. Hi there. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah, I wanted to ask the visitors. I'm a CPAP user, but find it very difficult to take on outdoor activities where I have no power. So I wonder whether they could comment on uh, some other surgical or non-surgical approaches that may not be as effective but still can help me uh, maintain my outdoor style. Good question. Uh, Well, with regards to sort of... um power supply, I, mean, I can address it from that perspective. There are portable power supplies that, that are available and, and through our offices um, you know, for, for the, so that you can have your, your device be more portable and for traveling, et cetera. Um, with respect to other options, um, I'll let Dr. Ma address that from a surgical perspective. Um, yes, many people are often uh, wondering if there is uh, a role for some sort of surgery in obstructive sleep apnea. And people of different surgeons have tried a variety of different uh, things uh, over the years. The, the trouble is that um, the throat is, is, is just a, a pipe, and there's really no way of physically making that pipe larger. There are operations to remove uh, the uvula and tonsils and whatnot, and at most the success rates have not been any better than 50%, and even worse than that, it's really hard to tell before the surgery whether one would be successful or not. So There's always a risk, too, when you're taking a surgery. Oh, very much so. Roy, are you there? Hi, Roy. Hello, Roy. I know Roy's gone, I guess. Uh, let's move on to, sorry here, let me see if I got, that's Dan. Hi, Dan. Yeah, hi. Hi, go ahead, please. Uh, I've been a CPAP user for about a year and a half, and uh, I was really motivated to use the machine, uh, as inconvenient as it can be, uh, but I was tired of being tired, mm-hmm. and, and for me, the difference came within a couple of days. Excellent. Glad to hear that. How long have you been using your CPAP? About a year and a half. I take it in to get serviced every six months, change the filter, get a new mask. I, I went from the uh, the nostril plugs to the, to the mask. Uh, either one is fine with me. Excellent. Appreciate your call. Uh, nice to hear. Uh, CPAP, uh, you you see it in your business uh, uh, all the time, Bob. Where you know people come in and they're pretty annoyed with life in general because they haven't slept in how you know Lord knows how long, and and it, this is a real life changing event for them once they get onto a CPAP. Uh, absolutely, I, you know what uh, Dan mentioned just now about tired of being tired. That's in fact one of our slogans that we have in our banners that we that we have at home shows and etc. Uh, health shows rather. Um, yeah, when people come in here, and oftentimes they're really just kind of fed up of feeling that way, um, walking around like a zombie all day. So, you know, for us, it's, you know, you don't have to let people know. You just don't have to live uh, life that way. You can, you can live life with vigor and with the energy that, uh, that you desire or want uh, in order to live your life. That is uh, Bob Liu. He is the president of Can Sleep. Can Sleep is in North Vancouver, New Westminster, Coquitlam, Surrey, Delta, Chilliwack, and soon in Vancouver and Burnaby. They have a number where you can reach uh, at 1-844-SLEEP-40. 1-844-SLEEP-40. That's easy to remember. 
Their website is can sleep, just like I can sleep, but without the I. <laughs> Cansleep.ca. Um, 15% off all masks and accessories until November 1st. Um, is there anything as we make our way out today, uh, Bob, uh, uh, first to you, any parting message that you want to leave with our listener? I think that the key message that we wanted to deliver today is just, you know, educate yourself on the symptoms. And if you think that you have, um, you know, sleep apnea, you know, consult your physician, uh, with regards to your symptoms. Um, because we believe that, uh, Oftentimes, it's under-recognized by the, by the individual, and therefore, they're misreported to their physicians, so it becomes underdiagnosed as well. So we're here to try to create that awareness and uh, elevate people's uh, uh, thoughts to, to sleep apnea. we got to go, but how about you guys come back again? Sounds great. Love to have you in again. Bob Liu, the president of Can Sleep, and Dr. Stanley Ma, who is an ear, nose, throat specialist practicing in Coquitlam. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Thank you to Matt, our technical producer. My name is Ian Power. Thank you for sharing your time with Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.